Welcome to this Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey everybody, it's Kirsty and Isaac here again with our second Sprint to Profit episode. This podcast was developed by and for Amazon sellers to highlight the very best strategies on how to grow your Amazon business. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the top six evergreen strategies to find products that make you money. This is something we talked a little bit about in our first episode. We're going to take it a little bit further. And if you haven't heard of us before, or you just need a little bit of a refresher, let us give you an idea of why this is the right place for you right now. So we've both been selling on Amazon since 2013 with millions of dollars of sales under our belts each. And together, we've guided well over a thousand Amazon sellers to creating more successful businesses by simplifying their strategies and being clear on their objectives. With that said, I think it's probably time for us to go ahead and get started and pop into our first point on the top six evergreen strategies to find products that make you money. And Kirsty, we've we actually you know discussed this quite a bit. We we talk about this all the time. You know, finding products is probably the hardest, most time-consuming thing with an Amazon business because it's probably the most important thing is getting the right products. But we like to go back to our brand and what our current ideal client and our interested you know, people are, are basically like who's our brand focused on, what they're interested in, what they're already buying, and what they want, right? So that's probably the first way that we actually look at product selection. Yeah, exactly. So we're always thinking about not necessarily the category that we're in, right? So say, for instance, some people go, you know, we talk to them about their business. They're like, yeah, yeah, selling kitchen. Okay, cool. So who's your ideal client? Oh, they like cooking. Okay, well, <laughs> what does that Professional chefs mean? probably, right? So it's yeah. professional chefs. Exactly. And usually what it ends up being is something around, I don't know, home entertainment or someone that likes to, you know, present things in the right way. They, they host parties, you know, maybe it could be that type of ideal client. So then we're like, okay, cool. Well, does that mean that they just want to do kitchen knives and utensils for the kitchen? Or could there be other things that they might want? Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, they might want to host parties outside. They might want to, um, you know, make things look awesome, like bread baskets and, you know, all those types of things that go around entertaining and basically putting your best foot forward when it comes to hosting and entertaining people at home, right? Whether that be the kids, the hubby, it could be the the hubby for the wife and the kids. You know, I'm not saying this is any gender, for instance, Mm -hmm. but someone who just loves to do that and show off a little bit. And that can give you a wealth of different product ideas. You go, oh yeah, they love this and they're really into their spices and they're really into, you know, organizing things. And literally you could probably sell them in any category on Amazon um, just by understanding the breadth of who that client is and the emotion around what they want to achieve. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was going to say is that one brand isn't specifically stationed in one category on Amazon. So if you're doing you know, home entertainment in that sense of like, you know, you're a, you're a host, you're the host with the most, right? So that might go into, you know, home decor, it might go into kitchen, it might go into, you know, sports and outdoors, depending on what you do on your patio or in your backyard, barbecuing, all that stuff. It can go into a multitude of Amazon categories. So don't try to fit, I'm in the home and, you know, kitchen organized or home and kitchen category. You don't have to just be that. You just have to focus on that client and their interest and that becomes your category now. So the interest is your category, not the category on Amazon. And that's where people get stumped. They're like, well, I just want to do only home and kitchen or only kitchen or only, you know, home decor. It's like, well, think about your client. What else are they interested in that's very relevant to what their actual interest is here? So it's not necessarily like 
hey, I'm interested in pets and I'm also interested in cooking and I'm also interested in, you know, playing guitar or something like that. Like those don't go together. But if you're saying I'm interested in guitar or pets, then you just focus on things that make that experience better for the uh, buyer themselves. So, yeah. you know, you think about the product line and that's where you kind of start. And the reason this makes you money is because if you've already got an ideal client that you're already talking to, chances are that you can probably sell them another thing that they're going to like, right? So it's an easier upsell, if you like, or easier cross-sell. Um, the other key thing is as well is that you're building one brand. So that basically means you understand the client. So when you're writing your listings, you're doing your images, you're working with the same people that are developing your, your listings, helping you develop images and stuff for you, you know, videos, that type of thing, all your marketing around this. It saves you money because guess what? You've already got that in place and you know exactly who you're talking to. So that's how it really helps you to quickly choose products, but also make you money as well. Yep. So that's pretty much where we start. First thing, look at your ideal client. Remember your brand. Keep that in mind. The second way we always look at top green, evergreen strategies for essentially finding products that make you money is go to retail stores and competitor brand websites that are already existing and look at your type of products that fit within your brand. So using their already selling products and you go, hey, my ideal clients in this category or in this interest space, and I'm going to then look at these you know, other places that already exist and I'm going to get ideas from that as well. And this is something that people take for granted all the time. Get up off your computer if you have to. Go to a retail store. They make money. That's why they're in business. Now, they're probably not going to be in business forever because Amazon's going to drive them all out of business. But to date, there are several retail stores <laughs> and they have this very, you know, niche, you know, like REI, for example, I just was in there the other day and they have like all this mountain hiking, snowboarding stuff. That's them, right? So it's, uh, you know, it's recreational activity stuff for like sports and outdoors, a little higher end than some, some of the stuff on Amazon. So if you're really into it, you'd go there versus Amazon. But that's the kind of thing you go in there, you look at what they have on their shelves, you look at what's at the cash register, like these little products that they sell for like five, six, seven dollars, eight, ten, twelve dollars, you go, you know what, that's a product that probably sells well on Amazon too. Let me go check that out. And just getting ideas like that is ways that you know that they're making money because they're already making somebody else money. So that's a very good way to kind of get a high level, uh, like bird's eye view of what's going on in your interest space, Mm. your category, as as you might call it. So that's what we talk about all the time. Yeah. And another another way to kind of expand on that is you can also obviously look online as well at their their stores. Um, But also... One thing that I've been looking at recently is using things like Pinterest and also Instagram, because what you can do is just type in a hashtag, right? That is something that your ideal client is going to connect with and just see what types of product things pop up, especially on on, um, Pinterest boards. Just have a look at those types of products and the ones that are liked the most, obviously. And then on Instagram, the ones where the hashtag hashtag the most. And that's a really quick way of just getting some ideas. Now, you don't know right yet. You know, you've got to do further research. But essentially, these are ideas. This is how you're going to, you know that they're popular ideas because people are searching for them and they're liking this stuff, right? And people are talking about it. So, I mean, I don't go on Pinterest and I don't go on Instagram that often, but I mean, there's millions and millions of people talking about stuff on these platforms. So use anything you can to get your, you know, ideas flowing. And a matter of fact, uh, my wife actually just bought a, essentially a board game, a a board game from uh, a Twitter post or an Instagram post because they were showing, you know, how to play the game. And I was like, that's pretty funny. So she's like, I'm gonna buy this because it looks hilarious. So. It, it works. I mean, you don't have to necessarily buy it from an ad on one of these things, but it could be that you get the idea and then you go shop on Amazon for it because that's exactly what we do. We we buy, you know, we have Amazon Prime accounts. So we're like, buy it. It's there the next day. 
It's That's awesome. exactly what I've done before. I've seen the idea on Instagram and I've just bought it on Amazon. Yep. So yep. it's like, well, I'm not going to go through your store. So that way I'm going to like get jumped around a bunch of different places. I'm going to go to Amazon and get the best price and get the, you know, the right product from an F- FBA seller. So yeah. Yep. Another way that we always look at, uh, you know, finding new product ideas is use Amazon search suggestions to get the ideas. So we have used a, a product uh, tool essentially in the past and, and still do to help with this, to expand the suggestion. But essentially you can type in like, you know, something that you're looking for. So let's say, you know, uh, garden, gardening stuff. So you type in the word garden and then let some auto suggestions come up from the, the bottom to see if there's any products there. And, you know, Amazon is a product, it's a store, it's a product-based, you know, site. So it's going to probably pop up a bunch of different actual products and then you start getting ideas and then you can put maybe gardening and then see what comes up and then maybe gardening A, gardening B, gardening C, gardening D and just get lists and lists of ideas. And we've used this and, you know, we always see people saying, well, I can't come up with, I can't find any products on Amazon. And all they do is they go into a tool, they press a a filter that's like, you know, I want to sell between 15 and $25. I want, you know, uh, between a BSR of a thousand and 5,000, they get very specific. And then they wonder why all the same ones that come popping up are already pretty much very competitive because everybody else is trying to do the exact same thing. But with this kind of stuff is something that no matter how many different ways that you do this or how many times you do this, you will get 50 to 100 new ideas that nobody's ever even thought about before because nobody's tried this process in the same exact way that you're doing it. So maybe you start with one word that's different than the rest of the other people. Maybe they're starting with gardening. Maybe you're talking about shovel A, shovel B, I don't know, dirt, soil, whatever. And then you get all these different ideas. And we found that people get, you know, 50 to 100 ideas in a couple of minutes, like, you know, within an hour versus... 50 ideas over the next six years or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, taking that further, you can think of what types that we call it adjective. Well, it's an adjective. That's why. Uh, but we call it, um, you know, finding the words, the adjectives, the description words that essentially suit your ideal client, right? So if your ideal client, again, wants to entertain, so then maybe you put entertain in there, right? Or maybe you put, um, I don't know, showing or something that basically it's, it's not necessarily specific to your category. It's just an adjective that will describe something and <clears throat> pop that in. And then you can go through the alphabet essentially, right? You can go entertaining A, B, C, D. And again, this tool will start to populate for you lots of different keywords and product ideas that pertain to that adjective. That's totally random, right? Which is great because what you're doing then is you're looking down the list and going, yep, yeah, that would suit my ideal client. That would suit my, not everyone is going to do obviously, right? But it's not going to have every man and his dog looking at the same thing. Yeah. And we actually had somebody ask, well, how do I know which ones are in my brand? It's like, well, which ones fit your ideal client? Like, yeah. what do they buy out of this? Like, so if you type in hosting and you get hosting accessories, hosting articles, it's like, well, you're not selling books, so you're not going to do articles, right? So like whatever fits yeah. there is what fits there. Like you use your brain to kind of, you filter out what, what works and what doesn't. So that's one really easy way to get a bunch of ideas. We're going we're gonna to do you guys a favor here and we're going to throw in not just a way to do stuff or more ways to do stuff. We're going to show you a way not to do stuff. And Kirsty, this is probably the class, most classic example of ways that people, I'll say, fudge up their business. <laughs> and, that's, <laughs> and that's instead of launching another product, they go out and launch the same product with a different color or a different you know, design, different flavor, something like that. Essentially, they just create a bunch of variations or they decide, you know what? 
I'm going to differentiate my product by adding something to it. And that's called bundling, right? So they bundle something that people aren't looking for into the product that they are looking for, charge more and expect more people to buy it that way. Yeah. We have found that this does not work. No, because unless there's a real need, right? So what you got to think about is what is the need that my ideal client wants? Do they really want a different shade of blue? Do they really want a different shade of green? Whatever that is. Now, I know that we've also had people that say, well, yeah, you know, this one, but it does sell and I want to offer my customer choice. Well, that's great. You want to offer choice, but sometimes choice is a bad thing Mm -hmm. because there's too much to choose from. And so maybe you want to explain your analogy that you always use. Yeah. So uh, we always bring this up. It's like the cheesecake factory, right? So you go sit down in the cheesecake factory. I've only been there a couple of times. I don't eat there anymore, but uh, you sit down, you get a menu, right? So you get this big, like seven page menu. Then they're like, here's your specials menu. Here's your happy hour menu. Here's your drinks menu. Now you've got four menus sitting in front of you and you're like, I'm going to sit here and look. And they come back five minutes later. Like, are you guys ready to order? You're like, no, a couple more minutes. They come back five more minutes later. And you're like, you know what? What do you recommend? Because I have like 20 things I want to eat and I'm not sure which one's the best. So then they recommend something. And then you say, I'll take that. So all it came down to was a recommendation. One choice, not a hundred choices, one choice. It's uh, as Tim Ferriss and other people talk about, it's, it's basically the power of indecision causes low conversion. So when they have to sit there and think too much, then that causes them to not make a choice at all. And guess what? They go off your listing, go on somebody else's and buy from them. So I'm not saying that variations and bundling can't work and don't work in every, and, and, and won't work in any situation. What we're saying is as a clear strategy on Amazon is you're probably better off launching a different product than launching a variation to grow your business more impactfully. Yeah. And that's, we, we've seen that pretty much with everybody. So you, yeah. yeah, it's very easy to launch variations, but it's not as impactful as getting another product. Exactly right. Because what you're doing is, and um, as we've talked about on, another, on a previous podcast, is you want to be able to have the, you know, the right resources to be able to grow the business. Now, if you're putting your resources on something that is probably going to what we call cannibalize your existing business, i.e. take sales away from your existing business, because what you're going to do is by adding another variation, color, et cetera, if it's not got a true need, is people are just either going to leave or what they're going to do is you're just going to spread out the sales that you got on the first one onto the second one. So say you're getting 10 sales a day, you probably might get two sales a day on the new variation and eight sales a day on the old variation. Yeah. So Whereas you, you would have got 10 from the original one without, know. yeah. Exactly right. So, you know, I, I was working with someone the other day, exactly the same thing, had four variations, had 10 sales a day, and 95% of the sales were coming from one variation. Yeah. So it was very easy to say, you know what, get rid of the rest because you're just over... Um, complexifying. That's not a word. That's yeah. an Isaac word. Um, your business. So don't worry about that. You know, don't hold that stuff in inventory. Don't get long-term storage fees on it. Take that cash and then invest in a new product. Yeah. So it, it is something that we, we're very passionate about. Um, we're, we're ready to be proven wrong on some occasions, right? But the majority of the time, unless it's got a real need, doesn't make any sense. And if it is a variation, it's a real need, do it as a separate listing. Like, don't yeah. worry about sticking them together. Yeah. And unless it's like something that like you have to put together. But yeah, if it's a, if it's a real need, like you said, separate variation or separate listings, don't create yeah. a choice on the listing necessarily. So yeah. Like something that could work, right? Let's think of a great example of where it could work is if, you've, if you're selling pens and you need a refill, right? The refill might come with a pen anyway as like a bundle, but mm-hmm. that you, you're not charging any more for it. You're charging the same price as a pen 
that doesn't have the refill because it's an added bonus, you're adding value to the product. Um, if you want to do it, if you want to do the refills, set it up as a separate listing, not as a variation, because people come to the pen, they're not looking for the refills at that point. Yeah. So think about the shopper journey, but ultimately they might want to buy a refill. So do it as a separate listing and then find the refill. And they'll probably look up, you know, refillable ink for pens or something like that, or pen exactly. ink refills. And that's what you're going to try to rank for that product specifically. So yeah, it is one of those things that, again, everything with your business has to be intentional. We've seen people go, you know what? I had a great Christmas and a great quarter four. So I'm just going to launch a two-pack version of my single version. Why? What would make you think that that's going to help you get more sales? Why don't they just buy two of the same one from your listing? Why don't you put a promotional thing on there that if they buy two, they get 10% off? Lots of other ways to get, you know, quote unquote size or pack variations out there without actually creating that. So yeah. we highly recommend not doing that. So that's a really good lesson. And we've seen it um, through the school of hard knocks for ourselves and for mm. other people to not do this. I mean, we both created variations that didn't work out. Oh yeah. Just one quick tip before we go off the subject, because you can turn a negative into a positive. If you have a bundle, um, just look at those things that are in that bundle and check out how they would perform on their own, mm -hmm. not in the bundle, right? That's so if you've got a pack products, yeah. of separate products. So for instance, uh, things that comes to mind is something like a dog toy pack, right? So you might have four dog toys in there. If you actually looked at the metrics around selling those four things separately, chances are you're probably going to quadruple your sales yeah. by just splitting those things out and doing them as separate listings. Yeah. And most people like to throw like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell as a gift pack. Like, well, people buy stuff on an everyday basis without them being gifts. Why would you have to sell them as a gift pack? Just sell them as a regular product. And that's when you're going to sell more often. So, yeah. Uh, and I just want to use the old Henry Ford quote of, you know, the reason why we don't do variations is because, you know, it doesn't work that well. And as Henry Ford once said, you can have any color you want as long as it's black. <laughs> so something to keep in mind for you guys. So you don't necessarily need to have, you know, 17 different uh, colors. Just pick a good color that your ideal client will want. And that's probably the only color you ever need to sell. Mm -hmm. And the fifth way, and this is something, you know, we were talking about this the other day and um, it basically helps people kind of look at a bird's eye view or from a helicopter approach of their own business and their actual competitors businesses and just the trends. So basically look at macro trends, meaning big, big trends on a global scale or, you know, a national scale that are affecting the future of your brand and category. So, you know, maybe you can expand on this further. Uh, but the idea here is that you're not just looking at like, you know, hey, what's the new next new product? It's like, what are the wave of new products that are going to come out because of a certain trend that's happening within, you know, consumer yeah. products? So, you know, as we all know on Amazon, what we're looking for is stuff that's going to sell, right? So we're not saying here, go out and invent a whole new thing. That's more like going on a Kickstarter campaign or potentially, you know, solving a big world problem, right? We're not really talking about that. We're talking about t taking some of the problems that are happening right now and going, can that apply to my category? Or what, what needs do people have that can apply to my category? So one thing that, that comes to mind there is in terms of a mega trend within a category, a macro trend is in terms of recovery products, right? So if you go to the gym, um, there's a trend right now in terms of vibration therapy, but also heat and cold therapy, all that type of thing, right? And adding that to products. So if you know that that wave is coming and if you've got like a, a brand in, those, in that category, you can think to yourself, well, okay, do any of my products do that right now? And if not, how can I add those things in to my existing, either my existing products and create a new version of that? Or look for products that have those things in them because it's on the wave of a new, 
of a new trend, right? So that's kind of something that's probably a lot closer to home. And then there's also big macro trends, things like, you know, and we call it, you can, it's a political, economic, social, and technological trends within the world, right? So for instance, political could be uh, doing trade deals with China, right, in the US. So would I be better to source locally, right? That might be a trend. I'm not saying you do that. I'm just saying that could be a trend. Things like um, technology, uh, making things smaller, more compact, um, being able to travel, um, being more convenient, that type of thing, right? So how do I make this thing right now more convenient, more easier to travel, more compact? Um, think a big trend right now is climate change, right? So what does that mean? Well, the whole impact is about actually people are more conscious about wastage. They're more conscious about recycling. They're more conscious about even what they they're eating right you know people are going vegan because apparently cows are farting too much that's gonna you know so if there's too many cows cows around then <laughs> or they've been bred too much you know for, yeah. for eating using too then, much water yeah using too much water and all this other stuff so i'm going to go vegan because of that now not necessarily totally vegan but there's now a trend to being more vegan than not vegan, right? So how does that come into your products as a whole? Because these are trends that are going to impact not just one category, they're going to impact a lot of different categories because it's changing the way that people are consuming products yeah. generally. I right? mean, one, one example of this specifically is the health supplement market. Like people are looking for natural herbs and, you know, roots and, you know, fruits and vegetables that are put into pill form now. So that way they can actually get the effect of that vegetable or herb or whatever without having to actually eat it. And, you know, there's all these, I wouldn't call them necessarily reliable studies, but there's these studies and, and research papers on, you know, the effects of using these things like turmeric and all, you know, whatever it could be, fish, fish oil and all this other stuff, getting omegas. And there's this research around saying that you've got these effects. And so if you want to try this out, essentially, these are things that you don't have to take medicine for that you can actually improve your your inner health and your body's, you know, function, functionality. So that is something that we've seen explode over the last probably six, seven years. And especially on Amazon is this, you know, market of just coming up with all these new health supplements to essentially cure what ails you without taking medicine. Right. So that's, that's yeah. a massive macro trend right now. And it, it's been going on for probably seven to 10 years now. Yeah. And someone who's interested in that may also be interested in meditation, you know, um, other things that are going to help with that journey, you know, yep. reducing inflammation in the body. You've got supplements, but then you've got all these other kind of natural ways to reduce inflammation in the body yep. as well as that exercise, all this other stuff. So again, coming back to the ideal client thing that we always talk about, probably we're probably going to talk about on every podcast because it's so yep. integral to what we do. Um, understanding those things is going to really help you. And actually there is, a, there is a report that comes out every year. It's called the Mega Trends Report. Um, so just Google that and you can go in there and it'll, it, there's kind of like a succinct thing about you know, what the mega trends um, are happening right now as opposed to, you know, future, future things, right? You know, in 20 years time, it's like, what are the things that people are seeing right now? And that's, what's going to help you um, differentiate your products and find new things, basically being able to do the things that people really want right now, but do it in a different way and differentiate them. Yeah. And obviously Google trends exist. If you're looking for something specifically like health supplements, you Google trends that, and it'll show you like the rise or the, the fall of how popular that kind of stuff is. Yeah. And the last one, the last sixth idea here, finding products that make you money ongoing in an evergreen fashion is essentially think of problems that you have in your own life and what products you buy to solve those problems. Because chances are, if you're like anything like us, you're very similar to your ideal client. 
So you're probably buying stuff based around your interest and because you have problems in your life. And that's probably the best strategy that we can give you. It sounds simple and stupid, but at the same time, it's the easiest way to find products. Like if I look around, so I, I play guitar, right? So if I looked around my little office here, I'd find 10 to 15 products, like even just a little grip thing, right? I use this sometimes to like get my grip strength up. Wouldn't necessarily consider that a guitar accessory or a guitar product, but it is something that guitar players will actually get to increase their grip strength. So it's, again, I can look around this office and probably get 10 to 15 different ideas about what items I would buy and sell if I was a seller for guitar products. Just like you can do if you're a home cook or just like you can do if you're a, you know, an entertaining host for parties and such. This is the kind of thing that if you look at, it's, it's, it's basically what you need to be that inter- in that interest. So I want to have X hobby. I need these X things. So 10 things, 15 things, whatever. That's the easiest way we've ever seen it. And the, the way that we want to boil it down in, in terms of like, what do they, they basically, you think to yourself, what do you need to do this versus what do you want? Because a lot of people want to sell these sexy want products. Like we've, we've seen it time and time again, where people are like, you know what, let me sell this awesome product. I really have faith in it because I think this is a great product. And they go out there and put it on Amazon and it doesn't sell because basically it's something that they don't need. It's something that they want to sell. If, people really, really needed it, they would buy it more often. And that's the case. Just sell them what they need. Don't sell them what they want or what you want to sell. Yeah. And um, this is why it's an evergreen strategy, right? Because at the end of the day, people are always going to have problems that they want to solve. And the best products to sell on Amazon are the ones that solve a problem right now. Mm -hmm. Because think about Amazon as as a shopping channel. It really is an impulse purchase. People are not really going on there. They're not really going on there to search products. They're going on there to buy products. They're not going on there to find out about them. They're like, I've got this problem. I want to solve it. I'm going to go to Amazon, right? So that's what sells on Amazon. If you've got to do a whole education piece around why they need this thing, then they're not going to buy it because it's not there yet, right? Mm-hmm. And ones that have sort of a specific need right now means that you're going to get reviews quicker means that they're going to try it quicker and they're going to get a result as well. So which is why it helps you make you money because at the end of the day, those are the ones that are going to sell. They're going to get a result. You're going to get your reviews. You're going to get a good review. Hopefully if you've got a good quality product and it, that's going to, that whole process is going to go quicker. Yeah. So it sounds obvious, but until you actually, that's, that's some of the processes that we go through. We go, is this thing going to solve a problem right now? And is it big enough for people to care about it on a long-term basis? Because if it's a if it's an evergreen problem, then guess what? You're going to be able to command premium pricing. It's not gonna um, it's not gonna be um, diluted as quickly, and you're gonna have longevity on that product on Amazon as well. Yeah. So it's it sounds obvious, but I don't think it's obvious enough that people really it's not conscious enough that when people put this through their filter process. Yeah. And a really good way to find what people need and what, why they're buying stuff is to look at customer reviews for products that, you know, competitors might be selling, you know, what it's already selling on Amazon. They'll actually say this helped me because of this. So then you go, okay, well, that's obviously clear need. So it's helping them solve a problem. If you really think about just business in general, the reason why businesses or any business or any product exists is to help solve a problem. You might not think your, your pro- product solves a problem, but every single product is solving a problem. Otherwise people wouldn't buy it. So think about things that you're having problems with. Think about things that you need for your habit or your hobby Mm -hmm. or whatever, your interest. And that's pretty much what other people are thinking as well. 
And so that's pretty much, you know, the six things. And we'll, I'll recap it here in a second. But this is all great for finding products. But then you have to actually research and analyze these products, right, Kirsty? So you have to know your ROI. You have to know your profit margins, your budget, other key numbers. Otherwise, you'll never actually make the money back. So maybe you can kind of touch on that real quick while we're talking about getting ideas for the products themselves. Yeah, exactly. So ultimately, you want loads of different ideas. And um, the ideas that we've given you here to find those ideas means that you're going to be closer to the goal, right? Mm -hmm. But essentially, what you want to do is then say, okay, are are these actually got any demand? Have they got any market share? Can I take any market share of these on Amazon? So you can use tools, obviously, like Jungle Scout and Helium 10. You know, they help you estimate the sales. You can see what the competition's like. Um, You can have a look at their pricing. That's one thing a lot of people overlook is what in terms of my pricing and how I need to price versus the competition to hit the sales goal. So you need to really think about that as well before you even order the products, right? So the ideas that we've given you today is like, how do I generate new ideas? Then you want to be able to research them on Amazon, use tools like we've just said, but then really understand the competition, the pricing, and what your sales target and your profit targets need to be before you order the product because that's how you're going to analyze the existing market and know if it's going to actually make you money or not. Yeah. And that's something that a lot of people, they, they claim to do, but then you ask them like what kind of research they put in, they go, well, this is the profit margin. This is the selling price. That's pretty much it. It's like, you're going to need a little bit more information than that. Like how much do you think it's going to take to get to page one? How much do you think you're going to spend on ads? How much product do you think you're going to have to order? All that stuff, right? So with all that in mind, essentially, you know, that's how you're going to find products on an ongoing basis. That's how you're going to research the products. That's how you're going to analyze them. That's how you're going to save yourself from making more mistakes than you should. And there's no guarantee that a product's always going to work. Um, but the idea is that, you know, maybe you're 70% more likely to have something or you're at 70% success rate versus a 30% success rate. That's the kind of switch that you're looking to make. So just to recap, obviously, the first way to find products that make you money is basically look for products that your ideal clients already interested in buying. Um, and that kind of goes with the sixth way, which is find products that solve problems for your ideal client. So first way, look for the products that they're already interested in buying. Second way, go to retail stores and competitor websites to see what else they are selling and what kind of things that fit within your interest. The third way is to use Amazon search suggestions to find new product ideas. And we talked about how to do that. Fourth way is don't create variations or bundles. Now, that's not a a new way to find it. It's essentially a way to stop yourself and limit yourself from making more mistakes and then spending more money than you have to. A fifth way is to look at the macro trends that are affecting the future of your brand in your category. Look at like, you know, like you said, political, social, you know, technology trends and see what's growing in that business and that category. And then the sixth way was find the products that solve the problems for you or your ideal client or whoever you're trying to obviously get to buy your products. And now that you're armed with this information, it's your job to implement them into your business and grow your business through action. If you like what you heard today on our show, make sure you subscribe, hit the like button, share our podcast with friends who might also get value out of it as well. We'll See you on the next show and we wish you the best for you and your business and bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.